Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back for another edition of the Gambit Podcast. This is a weekly Grand Arena uh, focused podcast. I am Solo Base Fifteen. I am here with my good friend Zareth. Zareth, how are you tonight? So I am doing well, brother. I uh, man, it's been a week, but it's been good. <laughs> it's been great, in fact. How how are you? Uh, I am I'm well. I'm doing well enough, I guess you could say. Um, you know, it it has been a week. It was the first week with the new GLs on the board. Um, so I guess we should probably talk about that, huh? <laughs> um, so I, I guess to start, because that's kind of a nebulous to- topic, why don't we talk about the reactions that you faced uh, this week when your opponent saw that you had three Galactic Legends? Have you noticed the difference? <laughs> oh, man, it's, it is a pretty big difference, actually. Um <clears throat> Uh, some people didn't want to play and we'll talk about my matches later, I guess. Um, but so some people, like, it just seemed like everyone, not, and not just me, like when, when it like the Klesos uh, matches, all the people who had Galactic Legend, Luke, like everyone changed their defenses. Scouting was nice to see their tendencies, see what they were capable of, but it was like, they're going to change things regardless. So but it, that was for me really tough. Yeah, I, uh, am I, I, am I still quiet, by the way? Yeah, you're fixed now. (laughs) You were, you were only on Twitch though, not on the actual podcast. Um, Mm. yeah, I, it was really interesting to watch and really absurd to try and plan for. Um, we'll talk about the individual results, you know, as this goes on, but I did notice the well every week there was a reaction to the new gl so i went up my first two opponents did not have a third galactic legend they only had the two my third opponent had a third galactic legend i will say the first two it was very clear well the first one it was very clear they knew they were going up against a third galactic legend um and, uh, you know, he plays, he went heavy offense expecting me to place all Galactic Legends on defense. My second opponent, he just let his defenses ride from uh, the first round. And then my third opponent, he, uh, he actually, he changed his defenses up for the potential threat of the third Galactic Legend as well. So it was really it was a really difficult week to plan for um, just because had no clue what your opponents were going to do, whether in response to your galactic legend or with their own third galactic legend. It was, um, I put a lot more thought into this week than, than I have other weeks. And I, I put a lot of thought into every week as well. Uh, a less uh, restrained man might say, um, what might question the validity of your statement insofar as how much thought you actually put into it. But <laughs> um, I do know that you put a lot of thought into it. We, yeah. we talk about our matchups all the time. So, yeah. Um, 
you know, I would just say that to be a, a dick, basically. So, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> One of the reasons. <laughs> One of the many reasons. Yeah. Um, but so you've got to play with your third Galactic Legend now. Um, how are you enjoying Luke? You know what? So he's, he's cool. Um, I don't have enough Jedi. <laughs> oh, like, isn't that a real problem? It, it's for, for real. Like, I don't have the, the roster right now to be able to take. Like, so I was in this situation yesterday uh, in my match where um, I, I could split up my Jedi into as many teams as I wanted to. Um, uh, also, I had I had Jedi Revan, Jedi Luke, and Grandmaster Luke all available. I didn't need them for a counter to a Galactic Legend, and I didn't have enough Jedi. I didn't have fifteen Jedi to like actually make three valid teams that would actually beat three really strong opposing teams, and that's a, that's like a real issue, honestly. Um, I think I kind of misplayed it a little bit. Um, being on stream doesn't help, frankly, because you're trying <laughs> trying to adapt like this thing that could take hours to plan. It really like it. My eventual product will will look very different than it currently does, um, than it did than it did the other day. But like, I didn't know what what things to put with who, and like how how weak can I put? Uh, Gosh, I almost called him Jamal. People have been calling him Jamal. <laughs> Jedi Master Luke. Um, how how much uh, how much uh, like how weak of a team can I put with Jamal if I want to be able to take out a credible threat? I have no idea. I haven't. I just have no idea. It's too new still. That is yeah. Uh, that's completely it. But. I think the one thing I've noticed from this week, barring my results from last match, is unless you have a super fast team around him that's going to outspeed a Vader or a Darth Revan, he shouldn't be on defense. Um, that that is my takeaway from this week. If you can get, if you can get, not him but one of his supporting cast members faster than a Darth Revan or a uh, Vader. I think, I think you're okay putting him on defense, but just having him, um, just having him on defense isn't going to work because all the counters to Ray also counter Jedi master Luke um, and for fantastic banners. So people already have the teams built up. Like people have Vader, Watt, Thrawn, and Treya built up from countering their rays. And so now they can also be used to counter Jedi Master Luke. And it's like, well, we already have this team, guys. This Thanks for giving it to me easy. <laughs> yeah, it's no joke, man. Um Dude, I really liked your idea. Actually, I, I'm gonna have to think about it some more. But you, uh, I, I'm sure you'll talk about it more. But I liked, I liked your idea. Whether or not it ends up being like super feasible, I liked your idea of putting clones with 
Padme, it's weird and it's hard yeah. for me to like my, my mind around it and there's no bonus turn meter or anything. There's certain things that aren't as good about it, but if you do that, then you have more Jedi available. Right. And I think, so I don't know if that's the long-term strategy. And for those of you that don't know, uh, in my final match, I wanted to figure out a way to come up with three extremely strong Jedi teams uh, and that, so what I did was I had the standard Jedi Knight Revan lead, which was just, you know, Jedi Knight Revan, Bastila, Jolie, Yoda, and Hoda, figuring that's my general Grievous counter. And then I wanted a way to, to make both a Jedi Knight Luke lead and a Jedi Master Luke lead. And so what I came up with was I dismantled the Padme squad. Uh, and I gave clones to her. And then I went Jedi Knight Luke, Ahsoka, Shakti, General Kenobi, and Ezra. Um, and the Jedi Master Luke team was Jedi Master Luke, Gas, Jedi Knight Anakin, Old Ben, and Barris. And so I tested that Jedi Master Luke team in Arena more times than I can count over the past week. And that's a very easy Supreme Leader Kylo kill. Um, it's, I mean, it, it was pathetically simple um, because Jedi Master Luke puts out the ability block before they take a turn. They all take a turn. Then Old Ben, before they take their second turn, gets the mass ability block out again. And Gas just deletes people. And meanwhile, they're critting, and Jarrus is just saying, I laugh at your crits, uh, Spring Leader Kylo. So it was a, that was the only way I could come up with three strong, three strong uh, Jedi teams. And that, that Jedi Knight Luke team, I mean, I went up against a good Django Nest team, and it just <laughs> it erased him. Like you blink, and that entire team was gone, which was quite fun in, in and of itself. That's a super fun. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have Kieti Mundi starting to enter the scene here pretty soon. And someone in chat is saying that they have proprietary information. Now that I don't, they didn't use that word, but um, <laughs> they did say that Kieti Mundi is um, good at Relic Seven with Jedi Master Luke, which that, that, that doesn't really surprise me. You can't use his Zeta with with Jedi Master Luke, but hopefully I'm... he can. The crazy thing is, so we're talking about we need to actually come up with like a, a you know three Jedi teams, that, so fifteen total Jedi. Yeah. Soon enough, we're gonna need to come up with uh, like a fourth Jedi <laughs> team because Kieti Mundi has a Zeta that only works with Galactic Republic Jedi, and yeah. so we're gonna have to have a, like we're gonna have we don't have enough good Galactic Republic Jedi right now to make that team anyways, uh, to make it really good anyways. But once once we do, they're gonna give us something. I mean, everyone thinks, and I, I kind of agree, like we're gonna get like a Mace rework or a new Mace character or something. He's gonna come in and be the leader everyone wanted. No, he's not gonna have the same kit as Jedi Knight Luke. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he's going to... Um, 
he's going to yeah uh gosh i just spaced it because i was reading chat um he i think he's going to usher in a new era of peace and prosperity in the galaxy like we're going to we're going to have four jedi teams eventually yeah well it would not surprise me if the next galactic legend comes from the clones era um and there are a lot of so a lot of people have the Padmes, the you know Yodas, and the good, oh, and the clones at Relic Seven. But there's a lot of Jedi, uh, Galactic Republic era Jedi that could be thrown and requirements for Mace that would basically be CG's idea of okay, we're going to make you gear these people up for this galactic legend. Uh, but think about it. Like there's a lot of people have Plo for the ship, but there's Ayla and Qui-Gon Jinn. And if you weren't around for the Qui-Gon Jinn meta, you don't have him past gear eight. Um, you know, there's like Lumi, Kit Fisto, Fisto uh, I'm a gun die. All of these guys that they could make you gear up for the next galactic legend. And it just makes sense. Uh, plus then you plug, cam in and there you go so you know here we go galactic legend mace he's up next yep move, move forward yep <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um hopefully I, I don't know i would i'd be okay with that i mean i don't know what characters they could do it for anyways but it, like you just have to wonder what um, what they could do um, in order to um, it, like like if they wanted to stay in the sequel trilogy for Galactic Legends, what could they even add? I I don't know if there's another Galactic Legend we could add. I guess we could do Snoke and Leia, it, like as dumb as that would be. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean. Leia would actually make uh, Leia makes sense. Snoke uh, does not. <laughs> but what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, Leia. I could see. I could legitimately see her as a galactic legend. And if if she's not a galactic legend in two years, you know that's going to be disappointing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder what she'll why aren't they releasing more Leia's? I just they, there's something around there's something about Leia and like Carrie Fisher or something that's going on in this game. Because do you remember like people were saying why why can't we get like a thumbnail or or whatever you call yeah. it, like a po- character portrait of Leia? Like we haven't gotten any of those yet. And they were like, Okay, okay, we're we're trying on we're trying to, but there's there's these difficulties. Um, yeah, it's something at Disney. Like it's 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 got to be something at Disney that we don't know about. Because we we, I'm not saying that we should have five or six or seven characters or uh, ty- versions of every character, but we have three Kylos. Why can't we have more than two Leias? Uh, yeah, like, that's. I, I mean, I, I guess. Don't know. They're, they're like equally important to the story, I, I oh, think. I, I would say Leia is more important than Kylo. Like, I know he was the main character in the trilogy, but Leia's 
it's the story of the Skywalkers. Like literally, the nine the nine movie arc is the story of the Skywalkers. You would think that a Skywalker would be one of the most important ones. <laughs> and uh, Orig in the chat saying, um, "If we could get Slave Leia, he'd spend five hundred dollars." Oh, uh, they didn't do midriff Padme. They're not going to do Slave Leia, but um, right. I hear you, Orig. You're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Poppins Leia, I'll pass. <laughs> oh, all There's right. A lot of Leias we could we could have. Yep, there are. Um, um anyway, yeah. so seems like there was a there was a lead into this. Um let's see. Probably. Probably. I well, don't know. I'll, we can we can mention it later. Um yeah. But there's so there there should be new marquees coming out pretty soon. Um there there was a data mine that showed that there were three marquees. And actually, someone was telling me that there was actually evidence of a fourth one and that they all skipped a number. I, I don't know. I didn't look closely at the data mine, but it was like number 12, then they skipped number 13 or something. And then there was 14, 15, 16. And the, the code showed, um, you know, e each of those, the way people read these data mines, like the code showed support for four different marquees and one that it was kind of implied, but just hadn't been part of the data mine. So... Um, what do you think of that? Exciting uh, times. What are we? What are they going to be? I don't know, but I feel like they are exciting because when there was, you know, the Reddit post, and I think we've talked about it on here before, but that our good friend Miyabaka posted on Reddit, and then uh, CG Spaniard replied, and he said he was excited, uh, or. He wished he could have worked on the new characters that are coming up. Speaking of Meow Baka, um, but he wished uh, that there were characters that he could have worked on. So that to me says that they're they're at least interesting characters. They might not be, you know, household name characters or whatever you want to say, but to me that says interesting characters. And so it kind of perked up my ears when I read that comment and now we're getting the new marquee packs uh, in the data mine so maybe tomorrow we find out about new marquees and hopefully they're a lot of fun my only my only complaint with this and it's not a real complaint it's just a I want to be selfish complaint is I still have to gear up people for Sith Eternal Emperor <laughs> And that's going to take me a couple months. So if they're releasing three new characters um, and they're fun, I'm going to want to gear them up too. And I'm going to have to make a decision and I don't want to have to make that decision. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's fair. I mean, I can't believe how much money I've spent in the last few months on this game. Like it, it's <laughs> more than I've ever spent on this game, which I mean, I have an income in the game now. I'm not trying, I'm not spending it recklessly, but people want to see, you know, the newer stuff uh, in action and stuff. So I, you know, I, I don't think it's been reckless, but I've been spending more than normal. And I'm like, I'm still so far behind. I still like my Cara Dune is only gear 10. And I mean, I could probably like get her to gear 12 at least right now, but 
I, I'm just in this incredible gear shortage right now. It's, it's crazy to me. And, and like you said, I, you, you sent me that screenshot earlier today of your um, Snoke, your Snoke, gosh, I have him <laughs> on my mind apparently, of your Sith Eternal Emperor uh, slog uh, of gear that you have to go through. And I, I mean, mine isn't much better, maybe a tiny bit. Yeah. I've got a lot to do. And I'm like, I think I, I, I really, really might the characters I need to do before that though I need to get I want to do the the three Mandalorian characters Cara Dune and the two bounty hunters and then I want to do like I need man I really need a pre-taunt uh tank I, I need a, I need one of them to be gear 13 like shore trooper or sith empire trooper um one of those two needs to be gear 13 soon because i i l3 alone is not cutting it i need something else that can actually survive uh supreme leader kylo uh sword to the face so uh <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah i i need to do those four at, at the very minimum and then the safety eternal emperor worthless farms there's a couple good ones but um but then we'll have these three new marquees. And I was telling you the other day, I was so frustrated. I feel so frustrated, just irrationally angry about they haven't, they, they, they didn't have any new characters last month at all. No new characters. This month, we also have no new characters. We just have the two galactic legends that the majority of the player base has no access to. And that's it. And that's like my favorite part of the game. So I'm starting to get antsy. I want these marquees, but at the same time, I'm with you. I'm like, Where's the gear gonna come from? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, the the list of characters. I so I still have eight characters that I have to gear up for Palp, and the problem with these Galactic Legends is you have to get them gear thirteen, and so I need so many med packs and furnaces that it's going to take forever just to farm that farm them in the Kairos like just those three pieces of gear I have I, I need 450 stun guns I have 450 stun guns already just because every time I see them in the shard shop I buy them six at a time and um, the last you know what was it four weeks of gearing up for uh, Luke all my characters were already G13 or G12 so I didn't need stun guns so I had 450 of them sitting around like, oh, look, I have all the stun guns I need, but this is still going to take me two plus months. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, it's going to take... The thing is, I don't have the Zetas in place for Sith Eternal anyways. I have one Zeta, maybe... Let me see, I'm on Nox right now. Actually, I, I'm almost at two Zetas right now. Oh, very close, 36 mats. I'll have 37 um, in just a minute, uh, or whenever I get paid out for ships, a couple hours, I guess. But, um, you know, I'm still not that close to it. And uh, so we, we can keep building. The thing is, we're going to get three marquees. I would give the odds at approaching zero that none of them have Zetas. Like the, oh, yeah. some of them, the, maybe one won't have Zetas. But my guess is all three will have at least will have one Zeta is my guess. Maybe one will have two. 
and they'll all probably be compelling Zetas. They'll probably all be good. So I don't know what to do about that either. Yeah, I am going, or my guess is of three new marquees, there's five Zetas in the bunch. That's, that's just my gut. Two of them are going to have two Zetas. It's going to be a lead and a unique, and one of them will just have a unique. Because uh, they have a recent history of doing that. Look at the last Mandalorian tunes that came out, and it was double Zeta Grief, double Zeta uh mando and then cara dune had the unique yep um yeah i I think i think the new marquees will be potentially they'll be mando related or they'll be cam related those are my two yeah here's the here's the third um they'll be upcoming raid related well that very well could be We'll see. We shall see. So, um, oh, yeah. uh, you know, so the, the topic I, w- I wanted to mention, um, you know, it, it goes along with the topic just a minute ago. We were talking about how people are changing their defenses because of the Galactic Legends. And um, it it's going to be pretty different coming up here uh, because we're, we're all going to have new teams available for, uh, you know, that, that we're using with, with the two Galactic Legends. And, you know, they're going to be using characters that we normally don't just because all Galactic Legends are pretty good. Um, I've used the, the phrase turd polishers before. Like, they all make bad characters at least okay. Like, yeah. like Holdo. I know you use Holdo with Jedi Training Ray and stuff sometimes. But the fact is, she wasn't largely used uh, in the past. And... Um, and so, you know, they open the door to using all these these bad characters, and therefore we're going to be seeing these characters on defense sometimes, sometimes offense, whatever. But the fact is, we're going to get to the point, at least until they give us more defensive squads uh, in the zones uh, for the map or whatever. Um, until they do that, though, um, we're we're going to end up with this squad compression situation where you can set a really strong defense and still fail a couple attacks and still have a bunch of good teams on offense. So the better choice is to start just putting good characters, just smashing them together. Like the Supreme Leader Kylo team with the zombie cheese. It's not just annoyingly effective. It's also just, um, it's also like, you don't always need Night Sisters nowadays right why not just make one squad into them like stronger and that you still don't need them so like i i I feel like i'm already starting to see that what about you oh 100 i i mean every round this grander in a season i have said god i put such a strong defense down and i mean like no weak teams um and then I get to the end of my attacks. I'm like, I still have so many strong teams left on my attacks. <laughs> like I didn't use everybody, um, especially with. So one of the downfalls, I guess, of splitting my Jedi up into three strong teams is. I now have three strong teams where I used to have two. 
So now I just added another strong team. Like I'm never going to have to use a B team again. You know, maybe the B plus teams, I, I still use uh, KRU on occasion. You know, I still will have a couple of those types of teams. Uh, I still use geos, but at this point, with how the board is, I will never have to use just a straight B team anymore. I've stopped using JTR as her own team. I use her with Ray now just to strengthen Ray. I've stopped. The only time I use Night Sisters is if I see Geos on the board, um, which at this point is I only see Geos on the board when I go up against the weaker players. Um, <laughs> I say that, and you set Geos on your defense. Um, but, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> but, but, there's so many teams that I have built up now that were consistently good teams that just can't find a place. And so I am smashing teams together, like smashing JTR onto my Ray team. Um, and like you said, Night Sisters, they're an easy team to smash into another team just because you really don't need them. Um, and at this point, they're so easily beaten by multiple squads uh it it, the board staying the same size while our rosters grow exponentially is just going to lead into a lot more teams getting smashed together it is man this this, the landscape of high-end galactic or grand arena is it, it just keeps keeps getting more and more complex the the complexity is increasing like i felt so uncomfortable when the galactic first galactic legends came out i was like really like you want i can't afford to spend geo brood alpha with my darth revan squad like <laughs> that like that yeah. that rips two teams apart and now i'm just like um i guess i'll just plug this character into another one like you have your cool spreadsheet that you're like okay i'll take this squad with this and i you have all these preset squads that you can take and i'm always just like um <laughs> what teams should I just sew together? <laughs> like, I mean, usually they, they belong all the same, you know, but like bounty hunters, it's like, okay, do I take Dengar or do I take Mandalorian? You know, do I take, you know, like there's a lot of trade-off and sometimes like, especially when I don't need a galactic legend, when I don't need Jedi to, to kill a galactic legend, it's like, I can just fragment all my teams and everything just like becomes this, crazy mess that i i don't know how to quite deal with it and the the addition of new characters is not going to help that at all no it's not um yeah i so i it got to the point where i was thinking about smashing my darth revan team into another team this past round and i was like this is crazy darth revan is still a fantastic team i mean he might not be galactic legends but he can beat galactic legends and i'm sitting here thinking uh is he strong enough though in fact right before we went on air we were talking about darth revan and he's basically on defense to absorb gas like okay you're gonna use your general skywalker to take out my darth revan like we know that's what's gonna happen you're gonna get 52 to 54 banners doing it let's just move along 
Um, Someone in the chat is asking, should they add one time one X more team per zone? Three teams per or three teams total. Uh, ooh. Three is a lot, but I I wouldn't be <laughs> angry if they added two. Two would so people the only thing is it it'll make Galactic uh it'll make GAC longer. Like it just takes more time to chew well, through that much, but it, it would be like a three v three, where it takes right an hour to do your uh, GAC. Maybe they'll make uh, an eight x speed to go along with it. God, with Galactic <laughs> Legend Rave, they need to. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's no joke, man. Or with First Order. <laughs> oh, oh, too soon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Solo's on fire today. I am. I'm Hashtag quite spicy. Super dick. Gosh. <laughs> oh no. Uh, All right. I'll I'll remember that solo. <laughs> I shall know how to act. Yeah, but so the funny part is, so they added four four X speed back in the GK Zaris days because literally everybody in the game complained of God. How long is this going to take? Like. We don't want to be. We don't want timeouts in our arena, and they're like, "Yeah, that's a great idea." Okay, we added four x speed, which isn't actually four x speed. It's probably more like two, two x speed. But then they just came out with tunes that have longer and longer am- animations. Like if you put Cara Dune on a ray team, you already increase the chances that the opponent is going to uh, time out just because Kara's animation legit takes like two to three seconds. Like she runs all the way across the board, then takes out her little shock prod or whatever it is, and then runs back. And it's, guys, I don't have that much time. And yeah. just, well, can you stop Kara? Right. Just, are you kidding me? <laughs> like you shouldn't time out on a team just because the character animations take that long. You shouldn't time out on a team ever. I'm sorry. Timeout teams are awful game planning, but um, especially it shouldn't happen because of animations. Yeah. Yeah. We need, we need, and at the same time, it's, it's, it is like the, the part of me that doesn't care. Like, I don't, I don't like the timeout aspect. I don't like how much time it takes. I don't want to, I don't want to not have cool animations either. No, it, it, I, in the end, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm good with. It'd be nice if we could maybe just have a toggle, like take character, take long character animations off. Right. But yes. No. You know, I don't, I don't. Yeah, some of them are so frustrating. I'm I'm like, does the zombie really need to like bend backward and chomp, you know, <laughs> or whatever the the animation is? I, it's especially relevant to my uh, most recent match. Like, <laughs> I was like, you took so long. It didn't take that long, but I, it just felt like it. I'm like, I don't want you to do anything. Yeah. I, uh, which is a shame because there are a lot of really cool animations out there. Um, yeah, I, I was telling, I was saying the other day, man, one of my very favorite animations in the game, and no one even knows that it exists. I probably said it a lot on this on this yeah. uh, podcast, but the mission, uh, it, the mission animation is so cool. Like, she throws a grenade and then shoots it when it gets close to the character. It, yeah. But I had no idea it existed for like over a year. 
because <laughs> it's too fast in 4x yeah uh that that's a fantastic one or like embo his hat throw amazing animation and it doesn't take that long uh, yeah all right exactly but, so that that does actually kind of lead nicely into the next point on our little list of I can't tell you how many people I've had this conversation with in this, the past week alone, these new galactic legends coming out have led to a further analysis of the old galactic legends. And everybody is out there telling me how now Ray is the worst galactic legend out there, which I find funny because there's, there's basically three arguments. One is, you made me gear Rose Tico, and she's awful, so Ray sucks. Um, the other one is she's just that not she's just not that good. I, I have to take uh, all my good Jedi with her, and then <laughs> and it's like I'm sure she, you do. <laughs> it's like well that too, um, but she uses the same exact team and arena as Jedi master Luke. And people are like, but he's a Jedi. So it just makes sense that he would use all the best Jedi. What? <laughs> so it's okay for him, but not for her. Uh, all right. And then the other one is, um, she just can't beat people. Like there was, there was some horrible flow chart made by some guy that's never used a galactic legend in his life. And he's like, yeah, Ray can only beat one galactic legend. There's literally, one galactic legend out there that can be every other galactic legend. I'm not going to say easily, but without much changing of your team. And that's Ray. <laughs> like Luke struggles against Palp and then Palp struggles against Supreme Leader Kylo. And Ray is just like, I'm going to beat you all. And everyone's like, she's awful. So can we please give up the Ray hate just because you don't think she's fun to play with? Because admittedly mirror matches are, mind-numbingly boring um but it's it's not right it's not because she's a bad character she's the problem is she's too freaking strong um and people are like oh but she's obviously the worst one it's like oh god no just give it up people so i agree with you that she she is actually surprisingly versatile against all the other galactic legends i wouldn't have credited credited it but i think you're right um here's here's the interesting thing for that that i've been i've been considering though uh and someone else mentioned this it's not my original thought but i've been thinking about it though it it makes sense eventually like so her whirlwind is powerful now it's just, it, it's very powerful. It, it just like Imperial probe droid, his explosion and uh, what's his name, Savage, his uh, like quote unquote execute thing. Those both do, you know, massive damage or whatever the phrase, phraseology is on that. Um, and a hundred thousand damage is like not that much anymore. Like my commander Luke can handle that kind of, you know, kind of thing. And Ray does what three times that or four times that I don't remember, but like it's enough that it's like, whoa, that's a huge amount. That, that's impressive. She's awesome. And at the same time, she uh, eventually long term, she's going to be relegated to irrelevance because she doesn't stack. I guess she stacks some things. Um, 
she's you know if they're reducing her turn meter or whatever but um her mastery level but for the most part like she is going to become less and less relevant as people's uh, continue to advance their accounts so i do sort of agree with that but at the same time that's going to be true for kylo as well because when you think about it he is not killing most teams out there on his you know eighth aoe it's that his his current aoe is so powerful and then he goes into ultimate and when he goes into ultimate most people die around him um that damage isn't going to hold up over time either. And yes, he can build up his offense. Like I, I get that that's the part of Kylo, but so he's going to turn into a four minute counter then uh, when he has to build it up that high. Cause Ray is doing, you know, 400 K damage. Like the day that 400 K damage isn't enough anymore. That's, going to basically make every character we're currently using worthless. Um, so, I, you know, it's an argument, but I think it's an argument for three years down the road. And by that point, we're going to have, if they keep this cadence up, we're going to have like 15 or 16 Galactic Legends and only placing seven teams on the board. So we may not even be using Ray. <laughs> that's true <laughs> um, that's true yeah yeah we'll see we'll see how things go it's gonna be a while till she's irrelevant and she goes right in the same basket as um she goes right in the same basket as the pilotless ships once like right now it doesn't matter like the mods don't actually impact anything any uh but at some point, they're going to increase relic levels or give us another gear level or player level, whatever it is. Um, and when that happens, though, you know, all the piloted ships are going to get a buff, a buff and the like all the pilot list ships are going to have to just get some kind of a, I don't know, a, an under the table kind of whatever buff uh, like just across the board cg is going to have to go in and rebalance all of them and i have no idea how that's going to work i i've been really curious about that as well um but they have said that they had a plan for it so maybe they already know i you know we might not know um but they said that they they have a way to scale it whenever the rosters advance. So, you know, they, they don't have to announce it now because they may not even know how the rosters are going to advance in the future, but it sounds like they contemplated it at least when, when they released these ships. And if there's one thing I don't want to do, it's discourage CG from releasing more pilotless ships because pilotless ships are just better for everybody. <laughs> quite frankly um oh uh, yeah th it's nice but we're gonna get the razor crest we're gonna keep having piloted ships that's just the reality oh, yeah I, I don't think that but, piloted ships are going away i'm just saying i don't want to discourage them from also releasing pilot list ships um there because yeah, I, I totally agree 
<laughs> I don't want to be gearing up some. I don't want to be gearing up two new first order and uh, resistance characters for the tank that the fleets so badly need. Yeah, I would love it if, the, if these marquees are just like random ship boosts to different factions. That would oh, yeah. be the only like I've usually just kind of grimaced when they come out with a new ship and like really I have to learn how to incorporate that. But I would be super excited actually about about that. Um, like resistance, Holdo needs she needs something other than the houndstooth. She does, right? And so does uh, like finalizer fleet could really use. A, a tank like my Kylo shuttle keeps just getting demolished by the AI. It's not great. Um, anyways, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. And let's see. Yeah. That's probably about it. We could probably start talking about our um, matches. We probably can move on. Uh, oh, actually. One thing we should mention, because when CG does something right, we want to actually oh, acknowledge right. them for doing something right. And it's, they hired a new community manager, or I guess I should say transferred, because he already worked at CG, just not in this role. And this is not to replace Crum. They brought somebody into the position as an addition. So recognizing that they had a hole, they created a new position in brought in CG Dojafet and he has been knocking it out of the park. Um, he's actually interacting with the community. He's been open and said, hey guys, some days I have a lot to do behind the scenes. Some days I have a lot to do customer facing. Um, he has, when there's been questions about game mechanics or videos put out about how something doesn't appear to be working right. He actually went to a game engineer and got a full description of why everything that was happening in the video was happening and why it's working as intended. It's not it just is. a post from CG high command yeah. saying working as intended, move along. Um, Dude, I, I had to laugh so hard and I've actually watched a couple of scribes, uh, a couple of his streams that, you know, he seems like a good dude. Um, right. But it is it was a little bit clickbaity, honestly, his uh his video, which you know, we all fall prey to a little bit of clickbait here and there if you make content enough. But um this one was the I don't know, especially kind of you know, he, he gave a lot of it was just funny, like I don't know. It it wasn't mean spirited, I don't think, but like this new guy just like dismantled Scribe's argument like <laughs> super hard. And he did. I just, I laughed out loud when I saw it. I was like, it, but he said it in like this really good natured way, just like a com good community manager should. Like, he's just like, yeah, this is how it is. Like, we, I talked to the, one of my, you know, one of the game developers and we sat down and went through the kits and, you know, like we just enumerated. He, it was like this step-by-step -step dismantling of everything that Scribe said. And again, I, I have no... Nothing against Scribe at all. I just like his, his post was like, CG, fix your stuff. It's not working. And CG <laughs> was like, you know what? Sometimes our stuff doesn't work, but this time, like, just stop, you know? <laughs> and, and, right. and I think that the the added benefit was Scribe probably got a bunch of subs from that, uh, it, you know, from probably. that attention. So, yeah. 
So, uh, and, and he handled it. He handled the the uh, response from CG pretty well, actually. I thought he did a good job of like, oh, well, you know, thanks for the information, et cetera. Like he handled it well. So all, all is well. I just, I loved that he was, that our command, community manager just went in and said, hey, look, here's something you guys are getting wrong. And we don't necessarily like, here's, here's the truth. So I don't know. I right. thought it was cool. Agreed. Agreed. And hopefully, I, I mean, I hope he keeps this up. This is always the fear. Somebody starts strong and then you're like, okay, is this going to go away later? I, I truly hope that it keeps up. One of my favorite parts about when I started this game um, was how active the CG devs were with the community. And then of course the community on Reddit, they were on Reddit daily. Um, yeah, they were. And they were. And they were interacting with the community. And then, I mean, one thing went wrong in the game, and it's like the entire subreddit just devolved. And then the devs never came back. It's like, sorry, like we're not going to go play in a sandbox where you don't want us. Um, so I like... I like that they're making an attempt to actually talk to the community again. Like that's, that's how it should be. Um, and unfortunately the downside of that is when you talk to the community, sometimes things are going to be said that never come to fruition. Um, and we have to be okay with that every once in a while. It's like, Hey guys, we're working on something. And if they come out and say, we tried it, it didn't work when we put it into practice. I don't think the response should be, you promised you suck. It's got to be, okay, well, I hope there's something else next. You know what I mean? Right. Like, um, well, yeah, there's a certain lack of just like gracious, I don't know, like you need to give, you need to give these people some grace. Like I, I think, you know, they're just, they're people, they, if we want information, like give us information and we should just be able to handle disappointment. I mean, that's, that's adulting, right. frankly. But. Right. If we want them to communicate, we have to also understand that things are going to happen with, when they communicate. Um, unfortunately, that's just kind of the way it works. <laughs> Especially instead. It is, uh, yeah, because I mean, you go on Reddit and I swear to God, we talk about this weekly, but <laughs> we do. <laughs> it's like they'll say, "Hey, we'll look into something," and next thing you know, a year later, somebody's posting about. They told us we were going to get this specific thing, and sometimes yeah. they do promise a specific thing and don't deliver. But sometimes it's just members of True. the community saying they said they were going to do this, and you look back at the post, and it was like. Oh, they they said they would look into it and see if they could fit it into the schedule. Uh, all right. Right. Yeah. Well, anyway. you know, and our our friend Mio Baca is listening. Um, you know, he, <laughs> we, you're you're kind of I know you're referring to something he said. Though I, I will say, um, uh, well, actually, he's got he's got some pretty valid points on some of the stuff. Um, he's also in chat. He just mentioned the the. The devs have talked to us more. They're also not mentioning at all. Like you weren't impacted by it solo, but like my guild yeah. was like 
phase four in territory battles this week in light side geo uh didn't work oh at, oh at that's all. yeah that that's a legit problem um and the devs and, just said hey we know it's an issue and they haven't said anything else and i actually I, I wasn't speaking specifically about meowbaka in fact that's why i threw the caveat in of sometimes they do say that they're going to deliver i mean I saw a post not too long ago that was, oh, it's the, um, how they promised, uh, the new myth out on Reddit is that how they promised oceans of content this year, except for that's not what they ever actually said. Um, And so that, that's what I was referring to. I wasn't referring to Meow Bacchus thinks he referred to something that they did promise, not something that somebody made up that they promised or inferred that they promised that that's what i was talking about is when they say hey we're gonna look into something and then you know just because they're looking into something or seeing if they can make something work that's not a guarantee because if you're gonna haunt them on saying yeah we'll look into it and say that turn that into a promise they're just going to stop saying we'll think about it or we'll see if we can make it work they're just that's not what we want them to do. Uh, that's what I was trying to get at. Absolutely true. Um, anyway. yeah, we've talked about that a lot. I mean, you don't want, it's just a frustrating thing. If, if you work hard on something and you, you know, you want to deliver a good product of, of whatever, like if enough people just take a dump on you, like, why do you want to interact with those people? Why, why do you, why do you want to keep just coming back and taking all that punishment? Like for no gain, I should add. And, you know, we do this as kind of a society outside of video games and inside of video games. And it's, we, we assign these evil intentions to people and there are legit people that think that CG employees are trying to undermine their own game just to screw people. And it's like, guys, they're not trying to make a bad game. <laughs> they're not trying to screw their players. Are they trying to make money of 100% their business? Of course. of course they're trying to make money. And are they probably pushed or stretched to their limits? They're an EA company. Of course they are. Um <laughs> That's, that's the way EA works. But I don't think any single dev there wakes up in the morning and says, I'm going to half-ass my work today. I'm going to, you know, or I'm going to, today I'm really happy. I'm screwing the players. Like, no, they wake up and they say, they're a normal person like you or me. And if you don't have a perfect day at work, you don't have 400,000 people that are going to notice. Um, True. Unfortunately for them, if they make a mistake, 400,000 people are going to be screaming at them. Um, But it's not because they meant to make the mistake. It's not because they're screwing with you. And when it comes to light side territory battle four, uh, (laughs) we can pee sometimes. Um, Oh, look at that gum is here. Yeah. They they don't want light side territory battles to be bugged. In fact, it's awful for them. I guarantee you somebody got their head chewed off by their manager um, when that bug was reported. Like, they'll fix it. 
you know, they're, they're going to work to fix it. God only knows what broke it, but um, it, it's not because they were trying to screw the player base like somebody on the forums posted today. Uh, True. Anyway. Anyways, we, we should probably move on. We've been probably. We've been championing the devs for a while. I, I do, you know, I think it needs to be done sometimes. We need uh, we all need some perspective. Needs to be balanced in the force. Indeed. Um, so solo, how how was your Grand Arena week? <laughs> um, I I can't shake two and one this 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 week. So I, I guess you know my first match was like I kind of alluded to it earlier, where uh, I had. You know, I have three Galactic Legends coming into this week. My opponent didn't. And so, in response, he kept almost everything for offense. I mean, I think his two hardest teams on defense were a general Grievous team that had legit relics. I mean, it wasn't a pushover, but we've been fighting Grievous for years now. Um, and a heavily reliced Night Sister team. And we just talked about how Night Sisters was the faction that's disappearing. So, uh, I was able to go super heavy on defense and even though he kept everything for offense, he still ended up losing a battle to me while I just, I full cleared. Um, what about you? How'd, how'd your first fight go? Oh man. Uh, <laughs> my guy, I faced him before. Um, and apparently he just didn't want any of my nonsense and <laughs> Uh, he so he just placed like just a bunch of extremely weak teams on defense and uh, like like laughably bad teams like I I I full cleared for twenty one fifty five like yeah. I've never gotten in the twenty one forties or the twenty one thirties so far on that account and um, yeah I I just demolished him he never attacked back. Um. Yeah, it it was like the weirdest thing. I just I had a day off. It was like yeah. stress free all the way through. I <laughs> didn't have to worry about a single thing, and yeah. that is so rare. It's to be cherished. <laughs> it was fun watching you and all the ridiculous suggestions coming out of chat of yeah. how to take <laughs> on said bad teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Kit Fisto lead. Like, who knew right. that Kit Fisto lead gives flat 45 defense <laughs> to his team? Like, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> There's I bet no reason Gom to. didn't even know that. I bet Gom would have had to look it up. So <laughs> uh, he knows that kind yeah. of stuff, though. Um, no, so it was, it, that was nice. Um, it, yeah. Frankly, not, nothing disparaging against my opponent exactly. Um, you know, like, I don't think I think I would have beat him pretty soundly anyways. Like I I just think I I think I had the right characters available that it was going to be very challenging for him uh to to face me. So you know, can't blame him. We both got he never attacked. We both got the match off and um and then the rest of the week turned uh turned out to be really rough. So um <laughs> there's that. So uh, we'll we'll get into that in a minute. How how was your round two solo? Uh, so my round two, I was up against somebody that I faced um, last season, so season eleven, and actually Kleso faced him season eleven as well. And 
in both matches last season, he only cleared one territory. Uh, so I, well, I put down basically the two defenses in the front zone that I thought would bait out his Supreme Leader Kylo counter. Cause he, uh, he always puts, uh, you know, two galactic legends on defense and then keeps one Kylo counter. So he lost to my CLS team up in the top zone. He lost my Padme team and then he just stopped trying to attack. He cleared one zone and that was it while I was able to full clear him. So uh, it wasn't the cakewalk that you had in round one of just showing up and winning, but it was not, it it was honestly not my most difficult (laughs) fight out there. Um, yeah, Fair so <laughs> you, you had hinted that the rest of your week was rough. So how was your round two? Oh man. Um, so I faced a guy with high lifetime banners, um, you know, just for context for the people who listen to this, uh, later down the line. So I, you know, I just passed the 500 K lifetime banner threshold and, um, and that was, you know, it's cool. I, you know, I got there before most, I would say, not, not as a brag, just, um, you know, I, I've had some good success. And so my opponent was uh, right, right around, uh, right between like the three, uh, sorry, the three, the 460 to 470K mark, which, you know, that sounds like maybe a lot, but over the course of over a year of playing uh, Grand Arena, we're going to have a little bit of separation. And so, uh, facing this guy, he's from Ma, and you know they have all the different cool tech uh, that you know it's like they they know all the counters, and so you know they they placed a really crazy defense. I placed a real I, I placed a way too hard defense is what I did. <laughs> it, it was it it was like it, you know there's there's such thing as too much of a good thing. And that's what this was it like, oh man. It, so it was a slog. I ended up with uh 20 55 on as a score. Like I, I only, it was such a slog that I only failed. I failed twice against first order. And that's why solo's a dick. Everyone is because <laughs> solo's talking about how some people fail against, uh, some people fail against this. Uh, to be fair, I was talking first about third match. I was talking about your third match. <laughs> right. Well, so so my my struggles continue, and we'll talk about that when it's time. But, you know, some people fail against first order, and I, I did twice, apparently. Like, I hadn't – I was just shocked. I couldn't believe how well they did. Um, this match, I had to face a guy with uh, the the Supreme Leader Kylo and uh, Zombie and Daka cheese like they they placed that i had a test against that um got through all of their just crazy defenses and then to fail twice against first order it was pretty rough um and then i got good good banners on ships but 2055 is not great banners and i was pretty sure he was just going to be able to clear me i knew that there was going to be one team he was going to have to you know, like be pretty speculative about not, I, I wasn't sure how it was going to go. Um, 
So he ended up, I ended up getting eight uh, or seven defends uh, all with my Jedi training Ray team, but it wasn't enough to, to stop him from getting into fleets. And then um, in the negotiator mirror match, uh, he lost to me and that, that came close to sealing the win. And then he um, failed again against my Tarkin fleet in the back as well. And so I ended up beating him by like 30 something, but um, it, it was very close up to the very, very end. Uh, really stressful match, really stressful to wait for him as he's attacking. Like I, I was about to go to bed and he started attacking. I'm like, <laughs> I can't, I can't go to bed right now. So uh, anyways, got, got the win on that one, made it to the finals um, against another really crazy comp, but we'll talk about that in a minute. We could talk about my fail against first order again. <laughs> that solo is enjoying discussing so what so what uh how was your third round solo uh well so in my third round i went up against the guy that had what twenty five thousand more lifetime banners than me so really good player um and he so it was my first triple galactic legend that i went up against he had a jedi master luke Going into the round, and th- this is my fault. I just, you know, sat there and said to myself, "All right, I'm not going to take Darth Revan on offense. I'm going to keep him on defense because everybody knows how easily Jedi Master Luke is countered with Darth Revan. Nobody in their right mind is going to set a Jedi Master Luke lead. They're going to do, you know, a Jedi Knight Luke lead or a Jedi Knight Revan or a Bastel lead. And so I went into it not planning or not. Yeah, not planning on needing my Darth Revan counter. So I, and coming into this, he always places uh, both Galactic Legends on defense, uh, you know, prior to unlocking Jedi Master Luke. So I open the board and he has all three Galactic Legends on defense. And there it is, the Jedi Master Luke lead. So I was like, nobody's going to place this. And then he placed Jedi Master Luke lead. Um <laughs> And so this, uh, the annoying part is I had, so I had my EP Vader counter. I spent more time than I care to admit calculating the speeds of uh, his Barris because, you know, Barris gains turn meter on critical hits. And when you're using Vader as a counter, when he's not the lead, Barris passively cleansing the characters can cause a lot of problems. So I was like, oh, God, am I going to be faster in this Barris? Because it was a fast Barris that's modded well with all health. Um, you know, fast for Barris, I should say. But right. but um, Jedi Master Luke also grants turn meter with his AoE, which he uses first all the time. So I was like, am I going to be outspeed this Barris with my Vader? And I was like, yeah, I am. And he had a Yoda. And he has his Grandmaster Yoda was modded fast. But... I just didn't even think about doing the calculation for Yoda. So I was so concerned about Barris's passive cleanse that I just looked at Yoda and I said, oh, 315 plus the 40 makes him 355. Completely forgot the bonus turn meter that Luke <laughs> gives out. So before I started fighting, he cleared my board. And so then I, I knew I needed to one-shot everything. And if I had done the math right, I would have brought my Jedi Master Luke. I would have made it a mirror match. My Luke is faster. 
Um, and I would have had gas on my team while he had, you know, Yoda on his team. And so I would have been able to easily clear it in one shot. It may not have been good banners, um, but I would have been able to clear it. But I didn't do the math right, so I went into the battle. The battle opens up, and there's Grandmaster Yoda passing out tenacity and foresight to literally everybody, which is the death knell to a Vader team. Uh, I was was actually able to salvage it, though. And somehow, I was still able to take out Yoda, Jolie, and Shakti, leaving only, or no, not Jolie, uh, Yoda, Zaris, and Shakti off that team. Somehow I was able to pull that off, um, leaving just Jolie and his Jedi Master Luke, which I can now confirm Geos are once again uh, the perfect cleanup squad to yet another Galactic Legend, um, further, cementing their, <laughs> yeah, further cementing their place on offense. Because I went in, and Poggle just kept Jedi Master Luke ability blocked the entire time. Was able to take out Jolie. Then it took like three or four spy big hits because Luke's kit is, makes him incredibly sturdy. Um, but so I did that. And then I brought, you know, against Ray, I took my Ray with JTR and BB 8. And here's, here's where I actually lost it. Um, Almost always, when you when you do this counter, Ray will saber throw JTR. So I constantly leave lifeblood on JTR and all the bonus protection on JTR, and Ray always saber throws her and never kills her. Except for this time, Ray saber threw, or the opposing Ray saber threw my Poe, um, and so I lost. Unfortunately, I won. I won easily. I, but I only won with four members standing. So I lost, you know, five or six banners because I also had a couple people without um, protection. And then I went into Kylo. I took my Jedi Master Luke against Kylo. It was a pathetically easy victory. But unfortunately, um, Kylo took somebody out on that team. So I think I, I ended up winning there for 56 banners. And that's a problem because I got to the back zone. He had his geo team. I took my troopers against his geos for 60 and then used my bounty hunters against his Mon Mothma for 60. Then I used my ridiculously strong Jeng, uh, Jedi Knight Luke team against his Django nest team. And I mean, they, like I said earlier, they just erased that team. Um, I think I got hit for one counter and uh, so I got 59 banners there. So I went into fleet. Um, I went into fleet needing 140 banners and I could have won. <laughs> I could have won with 140 banners in fleet. So I went in with my negotiator and uh, against his rebels. And he had a relic Biston, not no relics on... Uh, Scarif Rebel Pathfinder, so I I got too nervous and I took Plo in as a reinforcement rather than just going in with um, the starting trio. And I easily got the win with just the starting trio. Didn't even need a reinforcement. Um, 
but I only got 66 banners. And at that point, I would have needed 74 banners on my final fleet to win. And I just obviously can't get 74 banners and 72 is the max. So uh, I ended up losing it there. But if I didn't lose... Uh, if I didn't lose Poe on that Ray team on the Ray versus Ray counter, I would have only needed 60. I would have needed to average 67 banners on fleet, which I easily could have done with the fleets that he set, but that stupid saber throw got him the win, um, which is disappointing. It was, I was so pissed. Uh, I was so pissed when I've got two fleets and realized I had a chance to win, but seven averaging 70 banners in fleets is next to impossible. Um, it is so close, so close to pulling it off. Would have been uh, awesome, man. <laughs> it would have been, but it didn't happen. Uh, unfortunately. So that was my final round, which ended with a meh. How did uh how did your final round go? Uh man. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, so it, it you know, it was actually it was a fine, it was an okay round. Um didn't go as hard as on defense this time, but he he did place uh, so so my opponent placed some really tough teams um that he'd never placed before and uh, like like one of them, he he made his supreme leader Kylo super duper fast. He was five hundred eighty two speed. Um, so so after his speed boost from his lead, uh, that that makes him six hundred twelve speed, which is crazy, like crazy fast. And uh, it's like, uh, you know, so he did that, and then he put zombie and Daka with it. It was like the same comp I had faced the previous round, except. A uh, super duper fast uh, uh, Supreme Leader Kylo. And so I was testing it. Like none of the people I'd normally test with could actually get that level of speed on their Supreme Leader Kylo. So, <laughs> uh, but but still, even even their max speed that I could test against was, it was really fast. Really, really, really fast. So, um, it, like... I, I try. I tried a bunch of different teams. I couldn't beat it with my Jedi consistently. Um, I couldn't beat it with my uh, what? Uh, there were a few different teams. I, I wanted to try my Commander Luke team. That didn't work. That that actually does have legs, by the way. That counter has legs. Um, I need to practice it a little more. But uh, you can totally totally make that work i didn't i didn't have the right modding on on that team though uh gonna hopefully fix it tonight but um so i I essentially i needed to use my darth vader team darth vader works really well against it uh you guys can see the video i got i think i got 54 which is a little disappointing i think i could have gotten a little more a little better but overall i mean you you get a one shot against a team like that and you got to be happy so go through that um Tried my Commander Luke team instead against Darth Revan again, and one more time against Bastila Sean Fallen. It, like, 
she just she had like nothing nothing left but i didn't quite kill her um in my first volley so then they erased my squad i, I did manage to finish bastila off uh with i got one more move that whole fight and commander luke managed to go and kill uh kill ray or ray dear lord uh bastila <laughs> shun fallen so that, that was good um and then the team got got wiped out and I had to take in bounty hunters, finish them off. Uh, so that worked okay. Dengar paid the ultimate price though, but screw that guy. I thought it was actually kind of funny that he died and none of the rest of the squad did because he's always the last guy standing. Yep. Um, so um, in the back zone, he had placed a team I'd also never seen. It was Ray with three Jawas and L3. And um, after some deliberation and discussion with uh, some people on the stream, I, I just took in General Skywalker and uh, just beat the hell out of that team, actually. <laughs> um, just, yeah, just destroyed it. Um, and then, yeah, I, I couldn't. So then I was like, okay, so I have Jedi remaining. I have, I have Jedi Master Luke and uh, Jedi Knight Luke and Jedi Knight Revan. I could split them all, all my Jedi into three teams and just like conquer the world, just destroy the rest of everything. And that I think I, I think I should have spent a little more time trying to plot out what teams to take. But in the end, I, I decided whether or not it was correct. I decided that I couldn't take three teams. I would need to just take two, which meant I would need to counter supremely or Kylo Ren unmasked with the double taunt um, with my night sisters. And so I was going, I went in, I, I took my time at first, like, okay, who do I hit? What do I do? And I, that ended up, uh, I ended up using the same uh, the same strategy as I had used in the past, where uh, you just uh, take a bunch. It, you just take um, one of your characters, uh, like Talzin. If she dies, you just leave her dead and just keep resummoning her and boost Asajj up. And eventually, like Asajj, basically just like one shot Kylo Ren unmasked. And I was like, okay, I only have one minute though. Like we gotta hurry. And um, Long story, slightly longer. Um, I, I had a, I, I was. They were down to just OG Kylo, and he was in the in the red, like super close to the red. Zombie went, at like I hit auto. I was like, I have to just auto it. We only have ten seconds left, and like zombie went, and like it, it was, it was gonna work. It was gonna work, and then I timed out with like, uh, one more hit on him one more hit from anyone even zombie at the end i think would have finished him off and it didn't um because i played slow at the start because i was trying to figure it out and uh then I, I cleared the rest of his board relatively efficiently actually um ended up with uh worse banners though because i had already failed once against darth revan and once against uh kylo ren team so I ended up with uh, 2061 banners and he, uh, he ended up, he, he, he struggled on my defenses. He was pretty, he was really inefficient actually. Um, you know, not, nothing on him, but he ended up uh, failing one fewer time than me and beat me by eight banners. So Super disappointing, especially considering I tried so many new counters and it was like working, it was doing, I was doing work and um, just fell short. And 
I think the biggest thing for me on this one, honestly, it was, it was just so, so distracting. Like there's his whole guild. Like I, I got a ton of messages from random people saying like, haha, like my guild beat you basically. Like, <laughs> you know, and they had talked about like, they're going to zoom their calls. I, I have no, or their fights. I have no idea if he did that. My opponent was nothing but classy with me. Just to be real clear. It was all the people on the periphery who, you know, I, I got a bunch of messages from other people actually who they were other so that his guild like was messaging other people and saying that they were better than that, that their guild was greater than Zareth and his followers because apparently talking about like fine you know figuring out problem solving the gas counter versus the ray team with Jawas apparently that was that crossed some line in their like honorable uh, you know, sense of honor. And they thought that I was like, I don't know. They never used the word cheating that I saw, but it's kind of implied. That's how I kind of took it. Um, and I'm like, so you, you, if you think that I'm, if you think I'm cheating or what, whatever, you know, like the fact is you guys are, you guys did zoom to, right. to like help your, help your guy, or you were going to at least. And even beyond that, like, I've had a few of those guys like message me and say, Hey, how would you handle this squad in the middle of a grand arena match? Like <laughs> you get advice from people. That's how it works that we have a whole discord server based on advice for grand arena. And right. You know, just because I'm in a stream and I can't just like hang up on the people watching and say like, Hey guys, I'm going to go research for two hours. Like come back and watch me. Like that doesn't work that way. Like I need to make my attacks. It, you know, people give me terrible advice on my streams too. So I, I don't know. It, it's been yeah. a very interesting thing I've been thinking about for a while. Like, you know, not, not to mention my opponent placed all totally different Galactic Legend comps that, that you know, different than he's ever placed ever. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of pretty interesting things going on in my opinion. Um, but I lost. It's disappointing. I'm allowed to lose to a good player. He was great. Um, nothing but classy with me in my interactions. So, yeah. It's, Anyways, uh, uh, I mean, to be fair, the people that are saying that they beat you are also the people that have lost to you previously. So they're living vicariously because they couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> that's. I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's what happened. Yeah, you know, I and I get it. I and some of those guys, I I threw a couple of them under the bus a little bit because my opponent was like, "I'm gonna." At the start of the match, he was like, "I'm gonna get revenge for these these two guys." And so I I posted like for my hype message for the stream, I was like, you know, and he wants revenge against me and I for beating these other two guys, and I beat both of them twice, you know, and I named them. So I can I get it, like you know, they, they had their, he had his revenge on me, but whatever it, in the end, it's, it's just been a very interesting situation. I, I'm not much for drama. I just, I'm not even, maybe I'm representing it as like, I feel like I'm being slighted. I think the thing that's been really interesting to me though, is like, I, I feel, I felt more and more like I'm like, I have a target on my back, you know, I'm, more people in the community are starting to know who I am. And like this week, all three of my opponents knew who I was in advance of our match. So um, 
you know, people are going to try new comps on me that they've never done before, something that they've heard about that, you know, might, might work and throw someone off. Like I get to be that guy and I I've asked for it, frankly, but that's just been an interesting thing. So I'll I'll stop rambling. I I went two and one this week. (laughs) TLDR, I went two and one. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, and Rampage said it in chat. Um, you know what? You're a streamer with high lifetime banners. You are, you are the target. Uh, it's unfortunately, that's what happens to us. And the other problem is like, and it's like you said, part of the deal of it's this unwritten contract when you become a streamer is that you're going to do all your fights on the stream. Um, and your stream's not going to take four hours to do the fights. Like before we were streaming and we were just making YouTube videos, it was very easy to record a fight, be finished. And then it's like, okay, let me, I'm going to do the Vader counter to Ray. Let me go watch five videos on this Vader counter to Ray. So I know what I'm doing. And then you spend 20 minutes watching these videos, which that's perfectly fine, by the way, you know, I, I bet you nobody that said that you shouldn't or implied that you shouldn't get advice from chat would have any problem watching videos. Um, and I know that because hundreds of people every round go onto our counter spreadsheet to do exactly that. Uh, but so then you go back and you, you do another battle 25 minutes away uh, after you watch the videos and then you open up the back zone and you sit there and you say, Oh, Okay here's the two teams. Let me go research how to counter them. Um, but when you're streaming, you can't do that. In fact, you know, I have my spreadsheet and I have my plan and I have my plan for the first five teams. You know, I know exactly what I'm going to do for the first five teams. Uh, there's a little bit of variation that I kind of build into it. You know, I might have team B, assigned to counter one of the teams on the top. And then when I open up the back, if I don't need it. One of my meta teams I'm saving for the back. I might switch the teams, but I at least have the plan and know what I'm going to do. But when you open that back zone and you're on stream and people are watching you, it's this additional pressure of, they also think that you should know best. And sometimes you open this back zone and you're like, I have no effing clue (laughs) what the hell I'm going to do with these last two teams. But it's, you know, sort of the social contract we have of, yeah, we're going to stream this. And so, I mean, part of being a streamer is having a target on the back. Part of being a successful streamer like you are is that you're going to face people that just put FU defenses down. um, And we just kind of have to figure it out on the fly. So it's not cheating to get help from chat, especially when half the chat is saying, you should go in with a Han Solo solo or a Gar yeah. Saxon, um, you know? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. And, and people in chat are being sympathetic. I mean, uh, it's hard, man. It, streaming is hard. I, I'm not, I'm not complaining because I've asked for this. It's optional. That's right. something I can choose right. to never do again if I want to, um, you know, uh, it's hard though it is way more difficult if you think about like people in chat are saying like if you fail one attack then you have to recalibrate like you have to readjust everything 
and figure it out on the fly, uh, like trying to figure it out on the fly is just very challenging. Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, I, I say that like there's a lot of negatives, but I like streaming. I, I mean, I, I legitimately do this because I enjoy it. It's not because, <laughs> you know, I don't want to do it and I'm, I'm being forced into it. It's like part 100%. of the fun part of the fun most of the fun of it is you do get to interact with chat and you know it, it makes your grand arena like not a group experience because i'm not counting on my chat to tell me what to do but it's fun to have people there talking to you and i mean let's be honest 75 percent of the time they're mocking you as you do something and like hey you did that wrong um but or at least that's oh, yeah, mine yeah. maybe not yours but uh you know, streaming makes it much more fun. So at least I know I'm not saying that to make it sound like streaming's bad. It's just with everything, there's some positives and then there's negatives. And, you know, anyway. Right. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm truly not complaining about stream. It's just like just a thing that people need to consider, I guess. If you, if you watch something live, like it, it's fun. Like I, I enjoy having a you know, having the rapport with all the different people coming to watch and like, it's fun. It, it truly is. You know, if you guys have, if people listening haven't seen a live uh, stream, like I would, I would recommend just trying it, just seeing if it's, you know, some people I'm sure don't like it, but I, it's fun. It's more fun than just watching a video in my opinion. Um, Agreed. And that being said, you know, it, it can be extremely challenging sometimes. And so watching some of these videos by guys who stream, like, you know, it's not just me and you solo, like everyone oh, yeah. who streams, like we, we all, everyone I've talked to, they're like, yeah, dude, like when I failed against such and such team, I had no, no idea what to do, but you know, no one, no one has backed out and said, they're not going to do it. I kind of liked what Kleso did today. Um, like he took out the front zone and then just streamed the rest of it because he had already had a plan. Like I don't think I'm ever yeah. gonna do that unless circumstances dictate that I should for some reason. But like, <laughs> I mean that that cuts out some of the planning aspect to it for sure. Right. Yeah. I will probably only do that like if I go again up against another streamer because it's you know just a common courtesy to take out the front zone before they stream. Um, so right. I would 100% do it that way. Um, but I don't know. I kind of like, I kind of like the suspense of being on the stream and opening up the back and it's like, all right, what's going to be there. Right. Well, yeah. Like you, it's not nearly as exciting if, if you're just like, okay, guys, here are the teams. Yeah. Let's go. Like I already have a plan, pre-crafted plan. Come watch me slaughter this guy. Like, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And in chat, Rampage is saying um, it's fun. Uh, the fun for for the for people watching is face watching us face adversity. It wouldn't be fun if one hundred percent of our fights were, you know, if we won one hundred percent of our fights. Like actually, you know, rising uh, above what uh, you know, rising to the occasion. I guess it's yeah, it's fun, and that's that's what I enjoy doing. But anyways, agreed, agreed. Uh, all right. So why don't we move on to our next, that was our rounds. Um, so that brings up pod, 
podcast questions, podcast questions. Um, so guys, Duck would say it. it it's exactly <laughs> how a duck would say it. Um, <laughs> all right. So for those of you uh, that don't know how to leave us podcast questions, we love answering them. Uh, if you go to our discord page, which there's a link down below, if you are, well, if you're on Twitch or if you're listening to this um, in podcast form, there's a link in the description below and join our discord and you can leave us a podcast question. We have, you know, a channel just for that. So uh, the first podcast question is about fleets. Uh, so I'd love to hear your guys debate the impact of crewless faction bombers and rank the effect of the bomber on each corresponding fleet. For example, uh, without a doubt, the Republic bomber is incredible, but I do not think it affects the negotiator fleet as heavily as Hyena affects the Separatist fleet. So the list of the four bombers is Hyena, Imperial, Rebel, and Republic. So in terms of the impact on their fleet, um, how would you rank them? Um, yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, yeah, I, I think hyena is absolutely the answer for number one. Like, I think that that's the most important one out of all of them. Um, it, if you don't have hyena, you don't have that fleet. Period. Um, right. Uh, with uh, and then I would say the BTL is very important for the negotiator fleet. Uh, to get to free it up from houndstooth that being said you can do a pretty credible job with houndstooth there as well instead of the btl um honestly i actually would say that the next most impactful and i'm not saying that this fleet is the best but i think the next most impactful is the tie bomber for that for that faction like the the I've seen people in different shards be able to win against most meta teams with an empire fleet if they just max out everything and then there's still some RNG. With the TIE Bomber, now empire fleets, if you have all the relics and all the characters, which is a stretch, granted, but if you have that fleet developed, the TIE Bomber beats every team in the game consistently. And it's all because of that TIE Bomber. And then yeah. probably BTL, then the Rebel Y-Wing. Like, Rebel Y-Wing's cool, but you can, like, Biggs is as good. I've, I've discovered Biggs is just fine in that lineup. So what about you, Solo? What are you, what's your ranking? Um, I 100% agree that Hyena, I mean, the Hyena bomber is kind of the linchpin to that fleet. Um, so I agree with that being number one. I do. I agree with Rebel being last. Uh, it, it's just the middle that I question because I agree with you that you don't need Houndstooth or you don't need the Y Wing on the Negotiator fleet. But when I open up a fleet, if you ask me what I'm going to be more scared, which bomber I'm going to be more scared to see, the answer is going to be the Y Wing. <laughs> So um, your logic makes absolute sense. And I, I get that. But at the end of the day, if I open up my fleet and I see a, say, Ahsoka Houndstooth uh, ETA, in my head, I think, okay, this might get messy, but I'm going to win. Uh, 
when I open up the fleet and see, say, Ahsoka, Y-Wing, and ETA, or uh, Y-Wing, Rex, ETA, it leg- legitimately makes me worry. Uh, because the RNG on that fleet is just... Everything about that fleet is who is going to go first. And the Y-Wing, unlike the Houndstooth, makes it much easier for the opposing team to go first. Or at least the opposing negotiator. And so I would actually put the Republic Y-Wing over the Rebel, or over the Imperial one. Um, Not to say Imperial is bad, because the Imperial bomber is obviously a good it's a good ship um i just think that the y-wing the uh galactic republic y-wing gives that little extra something in negotiator mirrors that can really throw off uh the counter to it so yeah that's fair yeah they're all good yeah yeah oh all four of them are, are are strong ships and i like each one of them, um, which is why it's a shame that we have the Rebel one last, because I actually really like the Rebel Y-Wing. Um, but that's just kind of the way it shook out on that list. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's kind of strange. I thought that Y-Wing was going to be a lot more important to that faction, but for the most part, and I, I think it's true, like it, yeah, it can delete houndstooth sometimes or or other ships for that matter but at the same time so can like all the other ships in the rebel fleet so (laughs) you don't need the y-wing to do it um anyways yeah and i think (laughs) it'll be it'll be fun to see uh, we gotta get we gotta get a bomber for uh for first order and resistance like that that's gonna happen like I think it's going to happen. It and should there's, happen. It, there's a real obvious one for the resistance, like the the very starting scene, which I, you know, you could even you could even include the character uh, Rose's hot sister in there too. <laughs> so you know, fair, fair. Like may as well. Um, I think we have one more podcast yep. question. We didn't have too many this time, so you guys go to our Discord server and ask us questions, and we'll try to be helpful. Uh, so the question is, could you rank the Galactic Legends? Oh, we're, we're ranking things today. Could you rank the Galactic Legends based on GP impact and usefulness for someone looking to go after their first one? Yeah. Um, so I have, <laughs> I, I have put a lot of thought into this one. Um, and before the question was even asked, I've put a lot of thought into it. I think if you're looking to go for your first one, it should 100% be Kylo. Uh, and it's not because it's better. Like, I, I know I'm beating, I'm literally every day in Arena, I'm beating Kylo's on auto with my Jedi Master Luke. But when, I, I mean, the question specifically says based on, GP impact and usefulness and Kylo is the only one soloing the Sith raid right now. So getting Kylo first will let you gear up for the other galactic legends or whoever you want to gear for much quicker than if you say go for Ray 
And I love Ray. I mean, we had the conversation earlier, but she's not going to solo the Sith raid. Um, so you're going to lose out on a ton of gear. Uh, with that said, uh, Supreme, uh, or God, what is it? Uh, Sith Eternal Emperor, that's, that's the name. His gear requirements, while not being very useful, you know, half of his team isn't going to get used. They are probably the easiest uh, for younger players to get. So if uh, it's hard to argue with him as well. But what do you think? So I've been giving a lot of thought to it too, just in the terms of like, you know, I, I'm doing this play, this new player guide experiment, and I haven't put out a video for that for a while. I feel guilty, but um, you know, uh, I, it's been it's been a lot of work actually trying to do all the galactic war every day. But um, that's totally beside the point. Here's here's the thing. Um, I, I almost think you could make an entire new player guide based off of the requirements for Jedi Master Luke. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because almost all of the characters there are good. Like you want almost every single one of them. Even, even like Wedge has his helpful moments. Like you know he, he can go with Mothma if if necessary. And his ship is actually pretty good in the context of a rebel fleet. Uh, once it's all the way, relict and maxed out and everything. Um, it, like Leia even is good with machine gun Leia squads like especially earlier game she can she can be crazy so you know it, it's almost like a step-by-step -step process yes you need like 50 characters for it or whatever but you also end up with a whole slate of extremely useful characters and they're all characters almost every single one are characters that you want in the game to use so to me it, it just I'm not, I'm not saying for sure that's how you should go for it. Like if you're a new player, maybe that's the angle you go though is Jedi Master Luke. Um, I do like Supreme Leader Kylo for sure. But the thing is that the, the characters you have to get for him and the things you have to do to get him, like you, you're, you shouldn't get him before you're over 4 million GP anyways almost for sure like in terms of just how in terms of grand arena implications and your pairings and stuff uh but yeah i i almost think jedi master luke is better for for that if you want a really early galactic legend go for sith eternal emperor because he's he has he requires the least though I, I do think the top two are jedi master luke just because of how important like how how sweeping it is like you how conclusive the entire list of characters um or it's going to help you and, and then yeah supreme leader kylo like you said yeah the one reason i didn't say jedi, jedi master luke and you and i have talked about um basically the idea of the new starting guide with him or new player starting guide but the one reason I didn't say him is just because he really does need 52 tunes <laughs> to get. So um, while most of his characters are very useful to have, it, it is a big, a big commitment. Well, so, so yeah, I, I think also, I mean, Kylo's good on defense as well. Like, 
right now, Luke doesn't seem like he's going to be great on defense. If he's your only galactic legend, probably not the most amazing pick, but um, here's the other piece of it solo. And we've talked about this before. Um, you know, people, we, we talk about how early, how soon is too soon to get a galactic legend and go for the, for that uh, madness. And I almost think it's like, maybe people should just put that mandatory weight on themselves <laughs> And just not get a galactic legend until you have all 50 characters done. Like, just that's be patient. Force yourself to wait, because I think that's wise, frankly. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, I, like you said, we've talked about that, and I am I am in agreement with that. You, you should not have a galactic legend too soon. I mean, look at, so, you know, one of our friends, Fort Mort, he faced his first galactic legend on Saturday, uh, Sunday, and he ended up beating the guy just because he put down stronger defenses, and the guy basically had one team. Um, so right. you know uh, that's a problem when you still don't have gas and Darth Revan and Jedi Knight Revan and CLS. Is when you're specifically looking at it from Grand Arena uh, perspective. If you don't right. have the base, you could be in trouble. Right. Well, exactly. And you know, we we see everything from kind of a, a galactic le- or from a galactic legend. Um, it is kind of a galactic legend standpoint. Um, a grand arena standpoint. Like, but there are other parts of the game, of course. Uh, like, it's a great point that the only character right now who can solo the Sith raid is Kylo. And yeah. that, that's something that's huge, honestly, for other, for different level players. Like that, that's going to get you the best gear currently. Like that's, it's very important that you're able to do that. So. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So we only had the two podcast questions today. So that brings us into our next section, which is, our alts, um, you have oh God, an, an alt that has finished top 10 multiple times um, and is sitting now in division two. I have an alt that is sitting, I think at six and a half million GP. I think this Jeez. loaded monster <laughs> is crazy. up there. Um, let's see. Yeah. Well, 6.4 million. Um so, how did your alt do this week? Um, it won. Like, <laughs> it was, I tried to, so I think the biggest piece of news for me for my alt this week was, um, like, I just didn't get, I, I ended up, I couldn't clear fleets. He left uh, a geo fleet and a negotiator fleet, and like, they were by far his two best fleets. And, my my Falcon fleet normally beats that honestly. Like I I almost always win that that match, and this time I uh, just didn't. Uh, like I I just I couldn't. I missed a couple times against his uh, against one of his uh, geo against Geo Soldier, and I lost. So um, I I couldn't clear the board, so I'm not going to get top ten this time, unfortunately, and. And then, and then to add insult to injury, the guy couldn't even get to my fleets. 
actually this week no one got to my fleets on my alt no one got to my fleets so um i don't know i keep a hiding negotiator back there no one is able to actually do anything to it so like they're not even able to try to do anything to it so i don't <laughs> it's like why am i hiding it back there but <laughs> but yeah so i i won uh, three and oh i'm on I, th I think that was win number eight i think i've won 80 in a row now on that account so division not two bad. i've won 80 in a row yeah it's been cool it's been a good run uh, how did you do this week solo uh my alt is crushing it <laughs> uh i'm currently sitting at nine and oh i went three and oh this week and it wasn't here's the thing it's not that i'm going up against easy matchups like i think i have faced in my nine fights five people that have had over 450k lifetime banners so it's not like i'm going up against bad players i'm just i'm this is playing really well on this account i'm quite happy with how it's going um yeah, you faced some stacked rosters with that account. It's I have. This week, I uh, faced Double Galactic Legends once. Uh, you know what's going on, though? And, and this is probably a, a good mini topic to talk about real quick is, so I'm going up against players that I only have one Galactic Legend, and so most of my opponents only have one Galactic Legend. And... I'm going up against people that have Supreme Leader Kylo and they were getting wins before by just leaving Supreme Leader Kylo on defense. And, you know, they would go up against people that left Ray on defense. They would use Vader or whatever Ray counter they had. They would counter Vader or they would counter Ray. And Supreme Leader Kylo is much harder to counter when you don't have Jedi Knight Luke. But Jedi Knight Luke came around a second time last month. And so I think these people that I'm going up against, they haven't adapted from the strategy that they've been using for X amount of months now of just leaving Kylo on defense. And so I'm going into every round with my Jedi Knight Revan, Jedi Knight Luke counter and beating their Kylo. Um, and... You know, if I go up against a Ray, I, I keep my Ray for offense and just mirror their Ray because some people have tried to be tricky and put, you know, Malik on the team or Tenacity Ray or Crit Avoidance Arrow or etc. And I just keep my Ray to counter theirs. And I'm, you know, I basically treat my alt like my main where I'm leaving Darth Revan, Padme, CLS with Chupio all on defense literally every turn. And a lot of these people are not. They're they're leaving like General Grievous, their Galactic Legend, and that's it um, for tough teams on defense. So I, I'm really excited that I'm nine and zero. I've never felt pressure on my alt before, uh, but going into this last week, I mean, this could be my first twelve and zero on it if I if everything plays out right and that is going to be quite exciting for me. Dude, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Um, good. I hope you can get a perfect season with that account. It's, it's a good feeling. 
It, yeah, me too. Uh, unfortunately, if I had realized I was 6-0 and <laughs> earlier, I would have focused more on feats. But since it's my alt account, like anytime there's an arena, um, a fleet arena feat, I just kind of say, eh, I don't feel like doing those fleet battles. Uh, I don't care. The squad arena feats I usually just get by default just from climbing. But fleet arena, just like, uh, I just try and stay top 50 on that one for the 50 crystals. And so I think I'm only 500 now in Grand Arena, even though I'm 9-0, because I've just ignored some of the feats, which is disappointing. I w- would have liked the chance to compete for at least top 100. Um, yeah, it would have been oh, great. Well, you know, I... At the same time, if I see a fleet arena um, feat pop up tomorrow, I probably still won't go for it, even if, even if it's going to get me uh, more banners, just because I, I just don't care about my alt fleet arena that much. Yep, I'm right there with you, man. I yeah. I was when I couldn't get top ten, I was like, oh this means I don't have to do my fleet <laughs> arena. Right. I was like all excited. And I was like, no, I should be sad that I can't do my, that I can't compete for top 10. But the reality was I, that the, the joy just kept coming. So. <laughs> Fair. Really uh, took the edge off of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's head into our final segment of we, uh, Obviously, this is a Grand Arena-focused podcast. We like to talk about all things Grand Arena-related, which includes what we're doing to prepare for this upcoming week of Grand Arena. Uh, so, Zareth, what have you done in the past week to get ready? This is real easy. I've done nothing. I, <laughs> I got Piet from four stars to five stars today. That was my most recent and only update at all. All right. Well, there you go. Yep. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I'm farming gear. I'm tra- trying to get everything. I just, once I got Jedi Master Luke set up, um, it just takes a minute to recover. So I, I'll get, I'll get my, my characters some upgrades soon, hopefully, but this week, nothing. <laughs> All right. Ramping then. up for my Sith Eternal Emperor grind. Yuck. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. What about you, Solo? Uh, so this week I got Cara Dune. To gear 13 so she was unfortunately at lock for grand arena she was only gear 11 and then the next day i got her to gear 12 and i had three of the pieces already for her so it, um and i was close on the others so i got her gear 13 then because of gear that i got in sith raid Combined with, I'm farming, obviously, for uh, Galactic Legend Luke's ultimate. And to do that, I'm farming the light side Cairo node. And so I have like 300 of these light side Kairos just from farming for Galactic Legend Luke. So I was like, well, let me apply some of them. And thanks to a lucky Sith raid, I got a gear piece I needed. And so I got um, Sith Eternal Trooper up to gear 13. Or not... No, Sith Empire Trooper. Sorry. God, so stupid that they changed the name. The Black Sith Trooper. I got him up to gear 13 um, as well. So he's sitting at Relic level 4 because he is quite the beast when you 
give him defense sets, give him a crit avoidance arrow, and just plop him down and watch everybody try and beat him up and not kill him. So that's what I did. Um, I also got Tarkin to gear 11. Big moves on that one. Got Tarkin to gear 11. Um, And I added two six E mods to my Jedi Knight Revan. So I got, I added plus two speed to him (laughs) as well. That's, that's about it. Um, That, that was my week. Fair enough. So you were busy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, honestly, a lot of it is just from farming this Cairo node that I have so many of them. And then the Sith Ray drops salvage and it's like, oh, I have this piece that I can construct. I might as well. And then just, you know, kind of apply it. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, you, you always have more gear than me because you actually participate in raids. So. <laughs> that's true yes yeah uh all uh, right anyways we should probably wrap things up solo um yeah. so uh honestly guys instead of doing a whole long rambling thing i think maybe we just what do you think solo um should we just like tell them to go find our youtube channels and <laughs> yeah, yeah visit our discord <laughs> that's probably easier guys we have a lot of resources that can help you um search us on youtube and you know i'm just solo base 15 that's s-o-l-o-b-a-s-s-1-5 zareth is just zareth it's x-a-e-r-e-t-h <laughs> not to be confused <laughs> with just ian right <laughs> true <laughs> touche um but find us on YouTube. There you will find links to a counter sheet that is maintained. Um, that counter sheet is probably our most important resource. We talked about the Discord channel as well. And then finally, we have uh, we both have our individual Twitch pages where we do stream our Grand Arenas. Mine, again, is just SoloBase15. Zareth had to come up with a tricky name because some... Somebody decided to steal his name and not use his account to stream anything. Uh, A-hole. Yeah, right. So he is Zareth Prevails. It's X-A-E-R-E-T-H underscore P-R-E-V-A-I-L-S. Like I said, we both stream our Grand Arenas. We usually go back to back, so we will raid into each other. So if you find one of us, you will find both of us. And with that said, it's probably time to say good night. I think so. It's been a good stream. I don't know how we always cut it off at exactly two hours, but we we I don't are know that this will be. We are really consistent um, without really planning that out, which is quite impressive. <laughs> I know it's not like okay, so we need to move on to the next thing. It's like I don't know somehow we get there. But. <laughs> right uh all right so speaking of let's end it guys thank you so much for joining us those of you out in twitch land it was great to see you in the chat and interact those of you in podcast land uh thank you thank you for listening to the podcast uh we really appreciate it one scheduling note that I, it's been staring me and you in the face for literally the entire stream is this friday 
will be the final round of uh, Grand Arena for this season. It is Gambit Fight Night. We will have Fruit Ninja Mike, who is, I think, is he tied now with End All Be All? Um, in the Grand Arena Center run he by is, the Escape yep. Podcast guys, Fruit Ninja Mike is tied with End All, who we had on earlier this season. Fruit Ninja Mike will be on with us on Friday night doing his Grand Arena as well. He is a great player, obviously, if he's uh, helping to lead the Grand Arena Center. He also has a shiny new seven-star cam, uh, which hopefully we will get to see in action Friday night. So join us Friday night on this Twitch page. It's the Gambit Podcast Twitch page, and we will see you then. With that said, thank you again for joining us tonight. Have a great night, everyone, and a great week for that matter. Have a great week, everyone, and remember, evil sucks. And don't be a dick, (laughs) like Solo. Exactly.